how's it going? Uh, thanks for tuning in. We decided to try something, uh, something new out, something a little different, shake things up, and we're going to be rolling initiative uh, to see who gets to go first, who gets to be asking the questions, who gets to be answering. So, everyone, dice ready. Let's go. I mean, I beat my previous roll, but not by much. I got a 17. Four. I got a 10. Ooh, you beat me out, Trev. I got a 16. Beat you off? Oh, oh, you... Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your hands sorry, to yourself. Sorry, I can't, I can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> Man, I was going to tell my mom to listen. <laughs> <laughs> she still can. She's invited. Well... The other thing we're changing up, if you didn't notice, there's a fourth voice, and that voice is the other member of our campaign who had a shitstorm of a semester last semester, but he's here now. We're reunited. Things are good. <laughs> there is a god. Danny has come to the group. So my <laughs> name's Trevor. Danny, would you introduce yourself? Maybe yeah. tell the people a little bit about you and maybe how you fit in with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Uh, my name is Danny. Thanks for having me on. Big fan of the show. Um, <laughs> He's listened to I, every episode. <laughs> I have listened to every episode and gotten a lot of FOMO. Uh, I am what I like to call the tabletop tenderfoot of the group. I'm kind of the the gaming greenhorn the rpg rookie if you will Ooh, um, man the alliteration on point dude I, on point. you should see the the whiteboard i had while i was workshopping uh titles for myself no um <laughs> but no yeah i'm kind of kind of the newbie of the group i i don't think i consume or have consumed as much material or have had much experience I'd, i say newbie i've been playing with these beautiful bastards for three years now and so i don't know if i can really call myself a noob anymore but uh definitely uh really excited to be on the show i hope that uh what i have to offer is just uh the fresh take of somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing um but has had the time of his life uh absolutely love playing with these guys um and I'm happy to just be a testament to anyone can play and have a good time so long as you want to put in the time and you want to enjoy it yourself. So Yeah. Um so since I rolled the highest and I'm in charge, Trevor, me, I, all about me. I think a good All hail. <laughs> I'm the GM. You gotta listen to me, okay? Um I think a good <laughs> <You> guys. <laughs> Segway off of that would be to ask David and Mason, what do you, th what do you think of Danny as part of the campaign, oh, um, as part I'm of like our blushing. group? Like, what what has he brought to the group that you guys really appreciate, and what do you think he could bring to the podcast? Ooh. Um, first uh, off, I am Mason. Um, hi. Um, Real quick for reference, anytime we've said Theo's player, it was Danny. We just didn't want to be like shouting his name over the internet without uh, yes. his permission. So that that's a piece of reference. So Theo to the game, Danny to the game, and then to the podcast. That is a really good question. 
Um, I think this is going to turn into tangent galore for everybody. You want to get your name in there real quick, Dave? Sure. <laughs> it's David. <laughs> you all fucking know Jesus. me. <laughs> you know who it is! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hide your kids, oh, hide your man. wives. <laughs> <laughs> what does Danny bring to the table? Uh, I would say... I would say Danny brings easily the best voice to the table just right off the bat. Um, that was that was something I noticed very early on. But as a player, oh man, uh, I live for Danny's spell descriptions in game. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's 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 this thing um, that's kind of kind of grown uh, ever since the beginning. No, oh, not not no. I need to fix that because Danny forgot he had spells until he. Was <laughs> well, that is very whip, true. But that was about it. Uh, to, <laughs> to to do a quick aside, uh, as the GM, I got everybody together and we created characters and David and Mason knew a decent bit about D&D. Um, and Danny came in and was like, I would like to play one of the most complicated classes, a full <laughs> spellcaster. Yep. And I was like, we'll make it work. Uh, and we did, and it was fun. But there was definitely a point where he was like, oh, wait, I get to choose new spells every day? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can no. cast something? <laughs> I can do stuff other than just Goodberry? <laughs> no, it was it was a beautiful moment to witness um it really was <laughs> but yes. you know i i loved the enthusiasm and he has great life experience to back up and pick oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i think his that's, knowledge of plants yeah that, that goes hand in hand with his spell descriptions like everything he's done with theo just oozes flavor but it's like flavor that matters and is relevant at the same time like it's it, it, it everything he's done is impactful it's well thought out you know we we talked about a lot like as i was listening to the episode uh, episode five where we talked about what you get from engagement we shared a bunch of stories and almost all of them involved like theo in some way because mm -hmm. danny just has a way of making things impactful um and and that's like a really important thing is when people you know to me at least when people are like i want to play tabletop games i want to play D, D or pathfinder or whatever brand of game you play they want to have these cool moments that they get to remember and share with their friends and, and danny has a really masterful way of making those happen without, without like forcing it to happen it just they happen around him in a way that is mm -hmm. very very interesting and i i'm excited to find out like if it is like a conscious decision of like i want to create this moment and it's like i can do this cool thing we'll see what happens when i do the cool thing Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just another thing I thought of, uh, which is uh, hugely important in my opinion. Um, Danny's from from the get go, his willingness to learn. Uh, he, yeah. he came in. He told everybody. I mean, we all knew his limited knowledge uh, in regards to the game, but he reiterated that at the beginning of the session, session zero. And, um, from there on, it was just, uh, 
he would ask questions whenever he had one and he wasn't disruptive about it or anything um but you know there there was a he, he definitely brought that i'm in i i am a student i know i'm a student i'm eager to learn and he brought that to the table which was refreshing to me and i'm sure mason and trevor who uh, I don't think I've seen that kind of uh, enthusiasm a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, know, I know I haven't. Yeah. Um, so I want to flip the script a little bit. I'll, I'll give a brief uh, of, of me as the GM from that perspective. They, they kind of hit it on the nose. Is uh, Danny does a good job of making his character like super flavorful um, and super... Mm. He he's a, a person who will uh, frequently, when I get a question or have a situation pop up, he stops and goes, let me think about that for a second. Let me think about how Theo would react to that. Um, and that's really cool to see because uh, that's what I think is cool about role playing is like having that opportunity to to be a slightly different person for a little bit and go, you know, that like he often realizes like, this is how I would react. Give me a second. And realizing that like, that's fine. Like we're not, we don't have a script, like cool, take a second. So that's what I've enjoyed as a, as a, as a GM leading uh, this group and especially Danny, but uh, Danny, my question for you is, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the episodes. Um, so I think it'd be interesting to hear your perspective is like, what was your experience being invited and onboarded into this group? Like we were obviously like way more intense and nerdy about this particular <laughs> thing. What I was like you're nerdy, you're nerdy about things, but like jumping into this where we were very much like, Okay, so anyway, the stat block looks like this, and here's how you're going to make your character. Um, to me, I would have been intimidated by that, but like, I feel like you ran into it very smoothly. I wonder if my perception is skewed on that. Yeah. Um, I will say I was definitely very excited. Um, I listened to that episode, and I did want to... Uh, clarify one thing too that I wish I could have said like as I was listening to you guys talk without me <laughs> uh, was uh, you were just talking about why you invited the other guys um, and what you noticed with them uh, and like you saw David drawing you guys had conversations and you were kind of just like I don't know about Danny but he seems cool like he'll come join Um, I I think I'm probably similar to a lot of people in that before this, my experience with a lot of uh, role play games was like episodes I saw of Community and like Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they're yeah. playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I always wanted to play for like the longest time. Um, and I had even tried before and failed. And I remember you bringing it to the work home we were working at. And uh, uh, I was like, 
oh, wow, I've always wanted to play. I would love to sometime. And you invited me a couple weeks later. Uh, and I appreciated like you actually taking that seriously because I've talked to so many friends. And so I was entering like very excited. Um, and luckily that overshadowed my anxieties <laughs> when I found out, wow, I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> um, but it was very nice because like I just uh, and thank you for giving me credit for like always asking questions and being willing to learn. But like that's because you guys created the perfect environment for me. Like I had tried with some other friends and it had fizzled out. Um, but you guys did, especially with the session zero, like we got together and you guys explained to me, like, how do you fill out a character sheet? And I was able to ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was pretty great. And like, I think moving on even beyond that, like, I never felt like a hindrance. You guys never like made it feel like I was being a burden and you guys made me like you guys were really good at when I did do things of like letting me know like yeah good decision or like whoa that was really cool or like wow you're actually playing this character really well mm -hmm. um and then also just at the end of the first couple sessions and I mean we still do this just being like hey are you is is everyone still enjoying this what do you guys think um, yeah and then being open to to me communicating with you guys outside of the sessions too. Like, if you have some ideas or questions, like text me. We can even I'm open to homebrewing stuff. And I didn't get into that later because like, found out it took me a while to even figure out how spells work. <laughs> yeah, and that um, that's like totally fair. Uh, I I do want to take just just a second and kind of pause on that of like to talk about something like actionable is that having a new player in a session or several new players is being willing to like take that space to answer questions to yeah to bring things yeah. in because um, the the at the end of the day if you want to have people to play with you're inevitably going to have to introduce some people possibly that you already know possibly people that you don't know to this hobby to a role-playing game and being a chode about it is not going to make anybody <laughs> want to play about play with you so like if if somebody asks a question just like answer it as as politely and as straightforwardly or if you if they don't seem to be understanding you be willing to turn to somebody else and say can you explain this better than me uh i i feel like that's something our group does particularly yeah. well yes no because at first i was kind of like i mean I, I i had worked with david and mason too all to varying degrees but you and i probably worked together the longest yes mm -hmm. and plus you were the gm i mean you still are and so in my mind i was kind of like trevor's the authority and so i was kind of just leaning on him but both david and mason have both made themselves very available like even now to this day i still like i can be like hey if you guys are getting on early before the call can i get on because i have some notes i need some help with and this and that um yeah. i think the whole group has really uh done a good job of uh raising me <laughs> I, I have a couple things um yeah mm, 
I'll just stick with one. Um, it, it's going to start as just an observation, then a question for really everybody. Because um, we've talked about, like, you know, getting started with something new is just intimidating in general. Um, how, you know, you mentioned, like, taking the time to field questions and stuff, Trevor. I, what do you guys think about instead of just taking the time, like, specifically setting aside time for it in your sessions? Like, we've, like, we talked about we had a session zero where, like, we knew we hadn't played together, so we got together and we just, we didn't play anything. We just set up what the game was going to be. Do you feel like, Danny, for you especially, like, where you had never made a character before that eased a lot of pressure where you knew there was zero expectation to actually sit down and play anything to that night where you could take the time to ask any questions you wanted. Do you feel like that removed some pressure there for you by having just like, oh, there's totally. no expectation. Okay. Totally. Cause um, and even just like going into it too, we had like a whole week where we scheduled that and you guys were like, we're going to take time. And so like, I immediately was like, oh, great, I don't have to do all this homework and then be afraid that I'm going to show up and it's all wrong. Yeah. It was, no, we're going to sit down with you, hold your hand if you want, walk through it. It also helped, I think, even if you don't have any new players, I think it just helps balance the party because I was able to talk to you guys and we found out, okay, Mason's going for uh, this aggressive... Uh, character who has the ability to be a tank. Uh, David has this character who's going to be very like utilitarian and manipulative. And I mean, I, that still didn't prepare me for what Star was going to turn into. But, <laughs> <laughs> no but um, it, and, like, it did give me an idea, and like. I, I think it's helpful if you if uh, there's not just new timers, but also it was helpful for me too because like you guys did steer me and you were like, there's this class, this class, and I was like, I want to be the druid man, I want to be the flower power, uh, <laughs> flower child, um, and that's where I have experience. I feel like I could draw on, mm -hmm. and yeah. you guys were still like, okay, we'll just make that work. Uh, here's what you should do to prepare. It was super helpful took a lot of pressure yeah. off and I, I i think it built that foundation where now i still can text any one of you um or talk to any of you guys and be like hey so i still yeah. don't quite know how this works so continue I, on I, that. I think you you made a really good point right there is you decided <laughs> on the like character class or like the character you wanted to make based off of something that related to you. And I would really encourage that for a new player. Yes. Because that'll be something mm -hmm. that you're just able to pull into so much more easily. I mean, adapt what you know, what you, uh, more importantly, adapt what you enjoy. Yes. To mm -hmm. the game. Um, there's one throwback comment I wanted to make about session zero um <clears throat> being being helpful doesn't just mean answering questions when they're asked or uh you know assisting where you can being helpful also means um being welcoming with your body language because again you're all sitting around each other you're all watching each other constantly and if somebody like 
sighs or roll their eyes when somebody adds, asks a question that is a clear signal that something's not going well. So that's something to keep in mind as well. I, I'm reminded by that, Dave, of like, uh, are you guys familiar with like toxicity in video games? Like how, how people are just crappy to each other, just in general. Oh, Especially in like any, any, any competitive anything. I went from Halo <laughs> 2, like playing Halo 2, where, you know, there was lots of toxic people, but like I also had legitimate friends that I still remember their usernames and I'm friends with them on Facebook and like talk to them every once in a while and still play games with them to like the current state of video games, you know, where yeah. you kill somebody in Call of Duty and they call you the worst things imaginable just to like or or you like beat somebody or you know whatever you're on the losing team and your whole team is just like oh you fucking fat loser sitting in your basement you probably don't do anything you know (laughs) team games are are what i was thinking of because like if you think of like ones that are currently prevalent you know any sort of like moba like league of legends or dota or like overwatch even team ones especially like there's an expectation of like you have a job you're supposed to be doing you should be doing it, but, like, that mentality doesn't leave room for people to learn, right? There, there's yeah. no room in that mentality of the, you know, the, the notoriety of those games. Obviously, there's great people that play those games. It's just they have a reputation for just randos being salty as crap. Um, and then that never leaves an on-ramp for anybody to ever start playing the game, because, shocker, you're going to start out bad, you know, especially in a competitive thing. <laughs> and, and so don't bring that mentality here, but, like, when we're talking about, you know, like session zero, leaving and making room for room to grow, you know, I'm thinking of like in our sessions, we almost always like talk for a good half an hour afterwards. One, cause we're friends, but two, like we're talking about the session, right? You mentioned Danny, we're talking about like, Oh, it was cool. That happened. Or wow. That was really, you know, did, did anybody have questions about stuff that happened tonight? You know, making sure we have notes that are matching or whatever. Um, did everybody get to do the things they were hoping to do? Or should we have any bullet points for next session? Like, that stuff's important because it leaves space for people to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Is anybody else having thoughts of like other ways we can make sure that that kind of on-ramping exists in the culture of tabletop gaming? I mean, hell, it's, it's the experienced helping the inexperienced learn, mm-hmm. uh, learn their passion. I mean, it's... It, it's very gratifying to watch somebody who was previously not a part of this social circle uh, become a competent member of this social circle, but not only that, enjoy themselves. Uh, you know, it's it's just like any master of any trade, you know, it, it's good to see other people join it's 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 Mm -hmm. satisfying on a really deep level and uh, you know in this particular scenario you gain friends um yeah you gain for for me for me as like as the the gm the the person kind of leading the experience what what i really enjoyed uh, is that if if things got weird if things felt a little off it was really easy to just have a conversation with you guys. We could step back, address something. 
if a rule felt dumb, if a character moment felt like it maybe should have happened differently, we would just talk about it. And, and that's a good position to come from because this is a group activity. This is something that we're all trying to do together and have fun. So I think it should be, in, in my mind, it should be something that's open to editing from all parties to say, you know, I, I like this part. I didn't like this part. So for, for me, and this is something that I have learned by fucking it up a lot, <laughs> is asking questions and finding out what the other people enjoy. Because um, to be brutally honest, I think the reason for a lot of failed campaigns is because people get uh, a little bit too selfish and only come to the table for what they want you know yeah uh, especially dms cuz cuz sometimes you get told that like you're doing all the work so it's your table uh that's one trope of like dmness that that i have fought against personally is like sure i'm in control of all these guys but like I'm not like a fucking dictator like we we all have to have fun in a in a certain way so I I think that this is a really good point to make about onboarding people is to, you know, be interested, be open, be kind, and and understand that while I am very, very passionate about Dungeons and Dragons in particular, that is not everybody's cup of tea. For instance, my wife, I can see her eyes glaze over if if i'm gonna if i'm gonna really go on a and d tirade and that's fine i still like her and just like that you're gonna have players that are at different engagement levels yes you're gonna have other people at your table that are at different engagement levels and as long as everybody is contributing and being a part of the group then it it doesn't have to be an issue like not everybody has to have the 14 page background story and drawing their own character art and stuff like that. You know, it, it, there's going to be varying degrees. So you have to be open to that. The, the big, sorry, that was a, that was a long winded one. I apologize. You're good. The, the big thing is like, whoever's listening to this, it doesn't matter whether you're the player or the GM, you can be the person to start that conversation at the end of the session of like, you know, getting just people talking about the game. Like, what was great? What was bad? What felt, not like bad, like, especially if you're playing, I'm like, hey guys, what was bad that session? It was really awful, right? Like, obviously not that, right? Like, you, you can, you can, hopefully you're, you know, socially aware enough that you can understand where a conversation is going. Um, and, and you can be like, you know, there were some really sweet things that happened. Yo, Donnie, this, you did that crazy thing that blew my mind, you know? Like, but then steer that towards, like, you know, how are you, especially, again more from the gm side but like if something new happened you know how do people feel about it Where, how, how excited are they for what happens next with that thing you know that way people can like express how they're feeling about where something's going also as a gm they're going to spot off all kinds of ideas that aren't true but then you can make true because they're cooler than what you made up um <laughs> that is 100 percent the truth so true um because then it feels good because like it's what was fated to be but also you get to be lazy 
but also you know it, it just checks so many boxes but like best of both worlds yeah having having a dialogue that is open about your game is, is vital it, it it just gets so much information about everybody it's very validating for everyone um from either side of the table in the two other campaigns i'm in that are not with these guys i run one and i'm a player in another and the one i'm a player in it's a much newer gm and i i really make it a point of at the end of you know the sessions like you know trying to just get a feel for how everybody's feeling about it that way we can all make sure we're enjoying ourselves in a way that is you know what we want to be doing together because that's just important I'm going to step in here um, and on on the subject of, I guess, um, how people are feeling at the table, uh, I want to chime in and say if you notice somebody who has been like silent or who's having difficulty speaking up or gets spoken over commonly, just call them out. Um, not rudely, just be like, hey, you know, Bart, how are you feeling? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> if you so so if you're the player, if you're another player, have your character interact with their character. Yes, please. Because um, yeah, I've, I've had I've had so many Settle. campaigns where like people that. come to me separately and go, I don't know anything about these other characters, and I. And I look at them and I go, what would, what would you do if you were your character and didn't know anything about this other character? Right? You would ask them questions. Uh, and I so, like, positions I, while they slept. Yes. Well, <laughs> maybe. I would look through all of their documents and try to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I see in your diary you said I looked fat yesterday. That would be a fascinating way for the characters to discover things about themselves. And then when it came to light that they've all been rifling through each other's shit, you'd be like, okay, how would everybody react? You know, but uh... like if you're a player, you can say, hey, my character turns to Gungax and says, hey, how did. How did you grow up? Like, what was your childhood like? And then that gives the other character, it might put them on the spot a little bit, um, but it can give them an opportunity to give an answer or the opportunity to not give an answer, which is also yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Because then if, you're, if, if I'm playing Gungax and I say, I don't really want to talk about it, then ooh. every character around the table goes, ooh, why doesn't he want to talk about it? Some <laughs> some shit went down. I have a charm person spell ripped and raring to go. Let's find out about <laughs> yeah. this guy's childhood. Screw that dragon. We're, we're interrogating a teammate. <laughs> yeah. Like, so so if you want to, like, learn about characters, you want to get engaged, like, that's another great way to pull somebody else in is... Like, if your character is always the one that's leading the social interaction, let's say your character has taken an interest in making this other character more approachable. You're the most charismatic character, and but you might either think it's funny, you might think it's interesting, you might be trying to wingman the other character, etc., etc., and you just... 
you're the one leading the social interaction with the town guard and you just straight up say actually you should talk to my friend here <laughs> he's the boss Oof, that's good <laughs> and so, as, the, as the gm what you need to do is gauge you know talking minutes for everybody and go how much time have i spent on each character and try to rotate that it's not going to be perfect but it doesn't have to be as the other thing it does not yeah. have to be perfect it just has to be like <clears throat> yeah it just, it just has to be good well, enough just the thing is just doing it is almost good enough in my book because because each each moment is you have to make that judgment about each individual social interaction like is this important enough to allow this player more time on the pedestal mm. um and you also have to know your group and how how they feel about sitting for an entire session and just just watching somebody else's role play which has yeah. happened a number of times in our game and it's been amazing yeah and that that's <laughs> happened in our group and that might not be everybody's cup of tea which is totally fair so if it's like we got to keep the action rolling and everybody's gonna have kind of have a fairly uh equal split of time then that is the negotiation that your group has made. Mm -hmm. And that is totally valid. So, uh, uh, Danny. Um, yes, sir. Tell me, how did you feel after your first session? Were you sore? <laughs> I was <laughs> sore. Slightly warm. Sore. Um, hungry. Mom's, like mom's spaghetti. <laughs> David the creator back at it again I think, I, that is a really good line Dave you should make that into a full song I bet it would be a really big hit I re you know I was thinking something about a sweater afterwards <laughs> 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 oh, hey, I really, already is rhymes David really going to be a good rapper if he's white though like <laughs> that's hey, true he's got to hey, really have some street cred <laughs> you should go to a couple rap battles and just destroy some people to uh, get that. <laughs> wow. Spoiler alert for those of you at home, David's white. And so uh, is everyone else. So, the, the, question, the, so question the question was... How did uh, I feel how, after... Do you, do you remember Sorry. how you feel, felt after the first session? Oh, the first session... I'm assuming we're talking about session one, not session zero. Yeah. yeah. Like when we actually did character stuff. Do you want to do first session with me and Danny, or first session with all three of us? Because those That's might true, have different answers. We, I, we I want to. I want to do. I want to do both. Honestly, same. I was gonna say we kind of we kind of had a session zero, and then we had a session point five, and yeah. then we had a session one. Um, and I definitely think that that. I I don't know if necessarily everyone needs this, but. I greatly benefited from basically being introduced to one other player at a time, even though we're a three-player group. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are not a large group by any means. I, no. I, I actually want to say something really quick. Sorry, I know this no, is go. like your experience, but I actually had the very, a very amazing. similar experience. I know. My first I mean, time. Dave, yeah. my, Mason was there, so I, I'm, I'm the worst. I'll, I'll log off after this one and quit forever. Um, <laughs> my first session I ever played was with like eight players um Ugh. and they'd all played and they, they played like very casually they played a ton but it was pretty casual because they're like they're all high schoolers and it's funny because they actually started playing specifically because of the community D, &D episode 
And so, even though I've never mm-hmm. seen that episode, I would not be playing D&D be- unless it existed. Um, but there was, like, eight other players, so and I just... Like, we just jumped right in, and it was it was a fun campaign, but I was just, like, my first three hours were me just, like, kind of sitting there, like, uh, what? Because I was just, like, the whole time, like, I don't know how to tell the GM I want to do something. Because there's eight other people who all want to do stuff. Yeah. And so it, it was, like, it, it was, like, the stereotypical, a bunch of friends are, like, D&D sounds fun, let's do this thing. And they just kind of jump in, and no one knows what the crap they're doing. They have, like, a, a, a decently written module, but the GM is just not practiced in orchestrating player actions and there was a time where i was just like i straight up asked the gym like when do i get to do something i was like well you have to tell me i'm like you know that makes sense but i was intimidated by the eight other people telling you they want to do stuff <laughs> um and so that that is a very valid point about like making it easier just to introduce like one or two players at a time if you have eight people that's kind of yeah. impractical but like <laughs> i mean GMs, you could you could yeah. break that group in half yeah and say yeah. You know, we have seven people. We're adding an eighth, That's which fair. sounds crazy, you know, but groups groups can run like that. And oh, yeah. you just have mm-hmm. to, you know, manage everybody's time and make sure everybody's cool with sharing, Everyone sharing some time. Everyone needs to log it in the Google Cal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then say, hey, we're going to run a session with like half of the party that is available to do an extra session, or even if only two people are, then that gives this one new character a connection to two existing characters. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like it's a, all about a starting point. It's all mm-hmm. about maximizing that spotlight. Um, like I said before, you know, players can can forcefully include others, other newer players in the role play or the game, but the DM also needs to you know give 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 a dedicated partition of time to the new player or at least the opportunity for the new player to take mm-hmm. yeah that, that was the point i wanted to make like gms like be aware of that like it's it's a thing you you went through it even if you forgot until just recently like i literally did and i've been gming for forever and i'm like yeah. yeah that's an important thing and i realize that's why i do things the way i do it's because of that exact experience but also for players mm-hmm. like that is a normal way to feel. That is the way probably anybody feels if you're jumping into a group that has already played and you're the new guy. Or even jumping yeah. into a group that hasn't played and you're like, I don't know how to do things. Like, say that, please. <laughs> you know? Um, no, yeah. Yeah. I think, too, it, it, yeah, it just gave me a better footing for practice because I, I mm-hmm. think watching everyone do everything else especially everyone's a whole other class that works completely different from mine and there's enough to keep track of of my stuff that i'm just figuring out like it gave me enough time in combat mm-hmm. uh, scenarios but also in role play scenarios where i was able to try some utility skills because mm-hmm. uh, if I remember player. right, the the first thing was you guys traveling in on a caravan. Yeah, we traveled yes. in on a caravan. It was I'm pretty sure the only time I've hit zero hit points, and I haven't <laughs> yeah. since. Yeah, I knocked and you unconscious in your first session, which is a little did, shitty. And I remember being like, oh, oh, sh- 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 "Shit, what's gonna happen?" <laughs> and you're like, y- y- "You're gonna roll." Uh, He's a death roll sucker. You're gonna lose him all the time. 
If it's above <laughs> 10, you're good. If it's below and you do that three times, you die. And I was like, what, what happens if I, if I die? You're like, yeah, <laughs> you die. <laughs> Your character's gone. You get a new character sheet. Like, I was like, yeah. ah, and then I didn't, uh, which that would have been a dick move. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to D&D. Make another character. That yeah, one was wasn't good enough, apparently. If we were in the same combat and I was with seven other players waiting, like, I don't think I would have kept on top of things. I mean, I, first things first, I would not have had a good experience. Seven's a lot for me personally. That's just, it's a huge group. I feel like this is a small group, but I'm also like, I don't know if I could do much bigger. (laughs) But I'm a whore. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, yeah, it was just great to be able to get that. And then next session uh we met starry david's character um and still like very similar stuff i remember uh role playing wasn't as hard as i thought it was going to be i think it's different for everyone uh, i think i naturally have a outgoing energetic personality um and um just some background that's helped me be in those situations but still it was kind of like oh i'm getting together with three co-workers that i don't really know that well <laughs> and yeah. i still have to see them at work after this how so... weird can i get away with being <laughs> there was Turns out, definitely um... <laughs> that barrier yeah yeah we, we've gone deep no but um it it was awesome um I, I just so, remember so, thinking, like, so for, I, I remember for you, thinking this was really fun and I'm going to do this again. <laughs> My Should bad. Should we have, like, a raised hand system? <laughs> yeah, I, we may have to. <laughs> no, you gave um, me a nod. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out four is a bigger I, number than three, I broke, guys. I broke the rule, because, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a good transition to, like, when did you feel, like, completely engaged like when was shit real in the campaign for you slash for your character do you think no yeah i actually um thinking about that i think i actually do have two different times i can point out and it's funny because i think one is for theo and one is for me um not to get too cheesy um but i'll start with theo and i think it was actually um the similar time you guys were talking about, it was at Varden Keep. And just to kind of retell the story, uh, we had just gotten into this giant ruin um, where there was a lot of ancient elven technology. And part of my character's background as a half elf was at some elven blood, but like, that's some devil voodoo shit. Like, we don't want to mess with that. Yeah, yeah, people don't like elves in my universe. No, they don't. My character wears his hood a lot um, to cover his ears. But... <laughs> There's a very, very, very good reason why they don't like elves. Just yes. So um, but we had bumped into some sentient automatons uh, that were um, very 
we didn't exactly know how they were being powered. Uh, there was one that was basically infused with the soul of a little girl. Uh, and half, well, I say half, there's three of us. Like, the other two characters wanted to befriend it and figure out what was going on. And mine was like, no, uh, that's the devil's and was kind of playing along for a second and then the last second coup de grade that bitch in front of everyone especially pitt who had particularly gleaned on to this character um yeah and it was actually kind of after that because there was this huge fight. At, well, and that ended the session. It was the next session. Ended yeah, up in this I had, huge fight. Like, I ended. I ended the session there because it was one a beautiful. That was the most dramatic moment. Like <laughs> you can't, you can't yeah. not cut off at a cliffhanger there. But also, I was like, everybody might need a week to cool down because <laughs> if we go into this, if we go into this interaction right now. Mason's character slash Mason is mad. (laughs) Oh, so mad. But here's the thing. Is this still carried over? Because we had a whole other session where my character stormed off up the cliff as a spider, ended up (laughs) bumping in the bad guy and got like the shit scared out of him and then being captured and basically brought back um, to the rest of the group. Um, And then told the other group off basically like had a tantrum moment where he was like listen you guys i know i don't know like this was the character being like i don't know i I, everything but like there's some scary stuff you don't know and you just need to listen and i remember after that session you being like um everyone remembers we're still friends right (laughs) (laughs) it was was good and I went home in my car driving and I was at the stoplight and I remember sitting there feeling this like vulnerability hangover, not realizing like how into the role play I got and like what a little bitch I felt like. <laughs> because I was like heated. I was oh. like so ready to just have like, and I was like, what is wrong with me? This is not real. And just being like, this game's having, this is nuts. This is not, this is not what community D&D, well, actually, it's probably too much like what community D&D was like. <laughs> yeah. I, I think but it's like, like, I did not expect that. Yeah. That is a very important point that I think sometimes people misunderstand or like don't equate it to other things because how many times have you watched a movie and felt emotional how many times have you listened to music and felt emotional yeah and like got into it you know how many times have you like screamed at a tv yelled at a tv and Mm -hmm. been like no like don't do that or well, like, what the fuck like, is I wrong with I need to stop you? watching this. My blood pressure is too yeah. high. <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff happens in role-playing games, too. Mm-hmm. And the connotation I got from the outside was that you're a weirdo if you're that into it. Mm-hmm. And that perception is changing pretty swiftly nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's still some lingering stigmatism with that that 
hey, you're an adult, and if you're getting this lost in this fantasy world that, like, you're sitting at a stoplight, freaking out about it, contemplating about it, you've probably gone too far. <laughs> but I think there are so many other types of medium that do that that we need to... No, yeah. seriously, because change, like, it's change the perspective a little bit. People are realizing, like, oh, there is something to this, and I mean, it's the same thing. Like, do people look at actors that way? Do they look at improv? Well, maybe I shouldn't use improv because nobody in- respects people who go to improv. But um, <laughs> hey, Colin Mockery is a national treasure <laughs> for Canada. Is. How dare you? <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. But like, there's plenty of other things with applicable skills that I honestly feel like are healthy and I mean that's what you want in a hobby you want something that's going to help your personal progression and improvement you want something that's going to be satisfying and fulfilling and if you're a little bit upset if things don't go your way I think it's a good sign that hey this actually means something to you and it is fulfilling some needs yeah that you might not be getting elsewhere and giving you a good outlet like for if that story sounds familiar that Danny told, it's because it's the exact one I brought up when I was asked that question. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it it was that memorable um, for a variety of reasons. Like, it was a very impactful moment in the campaign. Yeah, but, the like, room was so silent for, like, like a minute the, after that. I the swear. next three yeah. sessions, like, it completely redefined the relationship between mm-hmm. uh, Theo and Pitt, our two characters. Like, they, they argued about it, that, that session, the next section, other bad things happened, a goblin died, conversations it's were had. affecting us to this session, because we literally yes. just had the session where yep. we found out your daughter's name was the same name of that girl, <laughs> yes. and now my character really feels like a dick, yes. six months later, well, real time, two years later. Yes, like, like that <laughs> impactful moment where we all got so into this made-up world is the moment that, for me, and I'm guessing similarly for you, Danny, that's the moment my character became real as a part of me. Yeah. Like, that exact moment, I was like, for me, like, I, I made a choice of, like, if I'm that into this, I need to figure out why my character's that into this. And that that is when I, yeah. everything that has built up over the past three years about Pit stems from that exact moment. I'm like, why on earth does Pit yeah. care so much about this little spider robot that just got stabbed? Mm-hmm. And that has that's why that's the t- moment the campaign transitioned to something is because that's when my character yeah. became something real he be- he he had emotional responses within me that i then decided were you know it's something that actually happened for him and it, it defined redefined him entirely from that yeah. moment on into into this very day and and I, you just you can't get that in any other sort of hobby anything else you can engage with no 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 video game's going to give you that no movie's going to give you that where it's like it is a deeply personal thing that like is, is very real to me and honestly as weirdly as it sounds like we talked a little bit last night danny about like we used to drive to dave's house um mm-hmm. after trevor moved back to kansas and it's like a 20 minute drive and so danny and i carpooled because we lived close Dude, enough together don't tell him where trevor lives we'll kill him <laughs> he, he, lives, <laughs> he lives in alaska the, the the Wizard of Oz will confuse them and they'll never find me. No, it's fine. I mean, yeah, good yeah. luck. Watch out for houses. Um, but, like, we were talking about, like, we, we miss that drive. Like, because mm-hmm. we would always talk about the session before and after. And, 
like that that's a very real thing that i miss as a person now and and part of the reason i miss that so much is because oh, of yeah. that interaction we had as fake people three years mm-hmm. ago where we argued well, with that, each other that brings up my second story because i'm being selfish and turning this into but hey, this is your intro podcast. Take it. This is my episode. This is my show now, bitches. Um, welcome. We You're on Danny's show. I hope you at home are ready for the time of your life. Um, I have been described as one word, and that is sensational. Um, no, so so I guess I would say too. Like I think that Varden Keep that experience was when I got engagement with Theo. And I was like, okay, this character is real. Like, this game, like, this shit's getting real for me. Um, And then there's the experience where shit got real for me with the group. Where I was like, I'm engaged with this group. And that is when we found out Trevor was moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we he gave us a heads up, like a responsible person, months in advance. But it was kind of like, uh, oh, this is the last time Trevor's in town. And we were like... Let's not even get together for a session. Let's just get together and have dinner and hang out. And we went to get some wings and some beer. And that was honestly one of the best nights of my life. Same. I was about to describe uh, with the exact same words. Yeah. Because we we went, we got some wings and beer, and I had made been an entire this- Buffalo Wild Wings wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I do not know how we didn't get kicked out because we were talking about things. <laughs> no, we cleared. We cleared like half the We did floor. clear that section. Like, like all the tables, tables were scooting us. away. As people left, they left buffer tables, man. And lucky for me, I had built this relationship over the course of our campaign with Trevor where he became my beer coach. So I was drinking beer because I finally liked it because Trevor was able to tell me, hey, this is the good stuff. Also, the trick is yes. with good branding. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so thank you, Trevor. You're the reason pro, I've gained pro 25 pounds. everybody out there. If, if you, you're welcome. If, if you don't like beer, there's a beer out there for you. And if you like yes. good art, beer that cares enough to make good beer will mm. also have well-designed product labels yes they care about it no words of wisdom i i remember we watched um team america world police yeah <laughs> until like two in the morning and then the the moment that defines the night for me sorry I, i'm interrupting but it, it, no you're good the entire night afterwards trevor just put on this npr radio show the contest winner that was hobo johnson and we just listened and to the, like makers. the music for like another 40 minutes <laughs> and we just kind of like none of us really spoke for which is weird for us because obviously yeah. we talk way more than is healthy yeah uh-huh. but like there was just like 40 minutes of silence as we just like listen to song after song from these guys and, and it just kind of like it was the exact song for that mood of like he's actually leaving mm-hmm. no i yeah i experienced a whole kaleidoscope of emotions that yeah. night because it went from this raucous like fun shoot the breeze time at b-dubs and then it went to that Lord godless Lord. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it went to that very like thought-provoking profound experience with the NPR Tiny Desktop concert and me realizing like, oh my gosh, other people watch these? And then I was also like, oh my gosh, how did I not see this one? And then we ended up out 
on Trevor's lawn while his dogs were running around (laughs) at like 2 a.m. in the cold just talking and Mm -hmm. and I told myself I only get to pull this card so many times but for those of you at home I am the diversity pull in the group because I am the gay one everyone else is just white and straight you're boring yeah, we, we basic. We basic. I mean, I, I say straight. I don't know technically, but... We are all no married to, to speak women. Up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I was We're hoping there would be some... feelings, you know. Some... <laughs> Anyways. I'm gay but... for this group, okay? <laughs> I'm gay for uh, this group. Yeah, yeah, Hetero-flexible. I will say sometimes I feel like the straightest person. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> but, like... I, one of the things I love about D&D, we've talked about so many things, but one thing that I would just like to bring up is it's a bridge hobby. And what I mean when I say this is I, I grew up, and I, I mean I grew up closeted for a good portion of my life. I actually came out while I was working at the boys' home we were working at. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Trevor knew that. I think you guys came after I came out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and I'm lucky, like, I had a friend who was also working there who's my best friend. He's my roommate now. Like, he's out too, and so he helped. But, uh, so shout out to him. But, um, I remember being at work, and it was just such a hard environment to connect, where I was like, okay, like, there's a lot of great people here who I know have values I have. They care about other people. And if not, they're in the wrong place, and that's sad. But, like, you've got to care about people and be interested in people to be there. And, and I, 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 it was a time in my life I had stopped going to, like, the church I grew up in, and I lost some support circle there. Like, I still had, my, my family's amazing, I had great friends, but, like, I was like, I'm trying to make friends, and I don't know how without this circle. Um, and... I would try to talk, but you can only talk so much when you're on the job where you have to make sure teenage boys aren't punching each other or masturbating in the other room. <laughs> um, yeah, or you're or cooking between, between those two, it's a whirlwind. <laughs> and and I feel like when I got those chances to talk, because like I had even hung out with Trevor and his lovely wife a couple times, it was like, I just want to talk so much because like, you really don't know who I am. Like this, this, that, that. And I'd kind of like word vomit. And here I was, out, drunk, in this guy's front yard with two other guys that, like, six months a year beforehand, I would essentially call strangers. And I was like, these are some of the best friends I've ever had. And, like, what would I have missed, like, if I didn't come to that first session? And... And I was able to connect and, like, build this relationship. And it's been so great for me to have a group of people to get together with that I don't go to school with, that I don't work with anymore, that not my family, they're not a religious affiliation. So, like, there's no ties to those things that can stress me out or, like, I feel obligated. Like, being part of this group is my choice. Mm-hmm. And it's your choice. And we we started to hang out and find out all these other things and it's a bridge hobby because i think it just i think partially the role play aspect but also the structure of the game really equalizes the social playing field 
it gives you a chance so you know, okay, I'm going to have my turn to talk. And I'm going to have my turn to Mm -hmm. do what I want to do. But I'm also going to have time to make sure I'm enjoying what the other person's doing. And I respect them enough to give them that time, too. And... And I still just love, like, this is that random little pocket group of heteros I hang out with. (laughs) (laughs) And still, like, and I've not been, like, the best friend either, but, like, you guys have invited me to stuff, like, weddings and baby showers. Yeah. Uh, You guys have given me gifts for Christmas, and I still never even got you yours, but you guys have just been amazing. And I, I love, like, I just... If you're looking to start a campaign, look for those people who are looking to socialize, who have an interest. Um, But if you have someone you're trying to connect with and you can't figure out how to do it, and I don't, I I, I keep out of it if it's romantic, but otherwise, like, if you just have someone that you feel like could use it and you recognize that, invite them. Um... Because I think that that's something that qualifies a person for a good D and D or just RPG player is somebody who wants to make connections, wants to explore social and personal aspects. And okay, I'm done with my rant now. Okay. Um, awesome rant. What? I would like to say in addendum to that like beautiful homage to what everything like role playing tabletop games could be is that god damn it you made us look like such assholes because (laughs) our moments when shit got real was all about the campaign and you're like god damn it these people made me a better person and like showed me love in a time where i was struggling and we're just like anyway you know we're like cis white dudes and our lives are pretty great so you know when my character went through that hard time it was nice man that was the saddest i've ever been <laughs> well no. i mean i had to, uh, I, no. I, you guys I, have had nine episodes to get your shit together before i show up and take the spotlight i so. i i do have to say like very seriously that that very much warms my heart because that is all i ever wanted from like a D group from a group of people to get together and like share this you know kind of weird hobby where we get together and we do adult fantasy land and we become these other people but at the end of the day like we are people who like each other and who have fun together yeah mm-hmm. and what we all have is a difficult thing to manage but i would like to propose that it could be possible like everybody out there probably has people in their life if they are in this nerdy sphere that might be interested in joining and that could be great friends that you don't know you could be friends with um and it's 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 about management it's about commitment it's about uh the things that we've talked about, making sure that people feel included, making sure that um, people feel like they have a voice and they have a time to talk. 
Uh, if anything, it feels like this episode has been a one, a Danny intro, intro episode to onboard him onto the podcast, introduce him to, to everybody, but also like how to be including, how to keep things open and engaging. Because that can be really hard if you are starting a new campaign and it's three of your p- friends who have played D&D forever and you're inviting one or two extra people who have never played. It's so easy to turn people off. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so easy to <clears throat> not not bring people in and to, to hold people at bay. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it comes down to, I mean, where I see the most... Uh, mistakes happening is just basics basics are everything um, if you don't if you don't show somebody respect at least a, a modicum of respect don't expect to get any back and expect a negative reaction from that person if, if you don't if you don't offer a helping hand when someone obviously needs it, guess what's not going to happen when yeah. you need it? That's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's basics. But um, one thing I wanted to highlight is the... Uh, what, what, what was that term you, you said, Danny? It was... Um, was it emotional hangover? Oh, or... vulnerability hangover. Vulner- Vulner- vulnerability Got hangover. Got that from... Uh, Brene Brown, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is. Shout out very, to Ted. <laughs> very good. Um, I think I think that term perfectly encapsulates what, in my opinion, is the best part of D anD. d Because when I play, when I get emotionally abused for tanking in WoW, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't get off wow and be like, no, how do I feel about tanking in wow? <laughs> how do I feel about being abused? Yeah. Um, but I when I fuck that. you up in your character in a session of D&D. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about it all week long. <laughs> um, it's just that I, I just wanted to highlight how perfect that that comment is um mm-hmm. for me no other no other medium has even approached that for me other than perhaps like the top 0.1 percent of novels i've read yeah the, the thing for me that like you know you mentioned kind of like this this episode in a nutshell trevor like sure yeah we, we absolutely did introduce Danny. i'm super glad we did but like You've brought in something, Danny, that I think distills, like, why we wanted to do this whole thing to its purest form, which is, like, people, you know, eventually, if people keep playing D&D, it's, or tabletop games in general, it's because they're they're getting something out of it that they can't get anywhere else, and it is this connection with the people they're playing with, and that's why we made this. It's not like, oh, we want you to design good encounters. There's plenty of people on the internet that'll do that. What we're trying to do is help you figure out how to get that connection with the other people. Because that just makes the entire thing electric. Um, And any other advice we ever give 
will not work unless you do these just simple things we've talked about here where it's like, you know, making sure people can be heard. You know, all, all, everything we've said like a dozen times in this session, if you're not doing those, you're not showing that respect, you're not having those conversations, you can't make your campaign better. Nothing you do mm-hmm. will ever make it into something other than what it is right now until you go back to those simple conversations with the people playing the game. Yeah. Uh, just to... Well, and I want... Oh. I'll, I'll, my uh, mind's real quick, I'll go. Yeah, you um, go. <laughs> just to tack on to what Mason was saying, uh, that is... D&D is just... Pen, it's, it's, it's numbers, words, pens, and paper. But like what Mason was saying, what makes it electric, electric is the communal effort that the players and the GM put into, or the DM put into that game. And everybody sees that effort, and everybody builds off of the other's effort that they see has been put in. And that's what makes it a cementing electric experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life. No, awesome. Yeah, I, I just want to like bring up a question for you guys. Um, to just flip it a little, uh, and Trevor, you're saying like, it, it is really easy to just stick to a module, right? Like it is really easy, um, to overlook your characters, um, and to do all this stuff. But like, do you guys feel like it's been that hard to do those little things? Like when I did come on. I think I've been assuming that you, I just didn't feel like you guys treat me like a burden, but like, is it that hard? And I know naturally, like, some things come easier for other people, Sophie. Um, but has it been hard, or do you guys feel like it's come naturally to, um... Uh, for, for me, particularly, yeah. I would like to express very blatantly that I am generally a caring person. I have also been a DM that has run several very shitty narcissistic campaigns. Same. Um, And the reason that I am better now is because I realized that if I want to play D&D with people, I need to engage them as well. Mm. And not just prepare what i want to do mm-hmm. i need to i need to meet in the middle um and there there's a balance there right and that's going to be different for each group um if the players are a lot less casual than the gm is if the gm is a lot more into D, then they might be willing to just take the back seat um and let the the gm do all the work uh, but for me, I have noticed that when you give your players reasons to grab in and reasons to make their own content in the story, that they seem to be sucked in deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something oh, that sure. took me eight years to learn. Hmm. 
of constantly running campaigns and mini sessions and you know i've probably run for maybe 20 plus groups that have some of which have fizzled out in less than four or five sessions and some of that is because of my problem of saying here's what i want out of D D and completely ignoring everybody else where if i maybe had just made a slight adjustment i could have had a solid group mm. and brought and brought people together rather yeah. than just made it about me or about my character or whatever yeah um for me it's it, to answer your question danny the those things from both like the player and the gm side it, it's they they are easy cuz like it, it's basic like decency and interaction but because they're so easy to do they're also very easy to forget yeah especially when like you know you'll notice like at at no point have we talked about like die rolls numbers character creation strategies none of that it's just been stuff about sitting around the table and it's easy when like you're getting together to play you know your tabletop game of choice it's easy to let the game become the highlight because you know it is the highlight it's what you're getting together to do but if you get overly focused on the game aspect of it and then the rules thereof and like the the things you want your character to do and blah 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 you can lose sight of those other aspects of like the the inclusivity the way you you know the healthier ways to approach it that that's how that's how people get into the narcissistic tendencies as a player or a gm you know i i like i said like trevor said he's done i've absolutely done it a dozen you know dozens of times you know and, and in in large and small scale it's just it's easy to like you know when we're not with the people to be thinking about all these cool things you want to do and the exciting stuff that can happen and then you get there and you're so excited about that that you forget about the other people but you can't have the game without the people and so that's you know it's, it's you can't see the forest for the trees you get so focused on one thing you lose out on so so much more that you could have had that's that's my opinion on it. I could be wrong. That's my experience with it in me personally. Maybe it's different for other people. So, remind me what exactly your question was. Yes, I, I went on for a bit. Sorry. No, you're, you're good. You're good. Um, it was just... <clears throat> I, I, I think we've, like, <clears throat> hit the nail on the head. Like, if you don't do these things, if you don't show this respect, if you don't engage your players, if you don't create an environment where they're comfortable to involve and ask questions you're gonna have a bad game uh but my question is is it really that hard to do those things and have a good experience and i think more so too i'm asking just because like i want to reiterate like i knew nothing when we started and i've absolutely loved this like Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I don't think it's hard for anyone to achieve this and it sounds like off of these guys' experience um like it is easy to look over and forget to do. But. Well I think for for me personally, um I really enjoy watching somebody who doesn't know anything about a subject learn that subject and become uh, competent at it 
and once once they get to that point where uh, you know there's there's a point in the learning curve of D&D where uh, people watching will notice when that hook sinks in when, when, when that newer player finally realizes oh this is how I can personally enjoy this game this is this aspect of the game is what I, I truly enjoy and you know the, the whole journey to that point is just it's it's numbers it's rules and um, it, it, honestly it's it's the boring shit that D&D is made of <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's a slog to get through but if you have friends there to help um, man just I wouldn't even say you have to read the whole player handbook or anything like that you know if you, if you have friends just ask you know um, make a concerted effort to learn and show them that you're eager and I think they'll respond that's that's it was no burden to me to have a new player at the table yeah i i think if if anything uh it has made us more excited about D D to be able to have danny join us slightly more veteran nerds and go oh shit like this guy's awesome and yeah. is into yeah. it and figuring stuff out and went from not knowing what spells are to literally writing a subclass pretty much <laughs> by himself and and, wow. and like we did we did that in three years so you know we've we've had a good arc and it took time and it took commitment and it took effort from all of us being conscientious social beings to make sure that it got to this point um well none of that is necessarily difficult it does take emotional effort it takes time um and it takes a certain amount of commitment like we did commit that we were going to play D, &D in some form um and that's the thing that has quote unquote kept the group together but at this point we could throw D, &D out the window and just be friends and like hang out oh, yeah. and yeah. hang out once a week and still have a great time. But that was the structure that we built it on. And at this point, we're not going to fucking let it go. Not yeah, a chance. Trevor, there's no way I'm going to let you not be. <laughs> <laughs> I am now contractually obligated by blood oath. Oh. <laughs> we're doing this till I die. That's cool. Mm -hmm. right. I'm, I'm down. I'm down we're to clown. We're going to go to the same nursing home, boys. <laughs>